want to say that um, we are completely honored not only to have you here, but all of these amazing guests that have arrived with a hunger in their heart to grow and to mature and to just extend the boundaries in their own life and their own ministry. But I love so many things about you, particularly the excellence with which you do everything, the vocalization that you are able to do, but also the incredible vocal skill that you have is matched with this incredible anointing from heaven that is so, the combination of the two is just explosive. And we honor that gift. And I also want to celebrate the fact that you had an album come out in just the last few days. Would you guys celebrate that? I think, I think that's kind of like almost like birthing a child in the natural, yes, isn't it? it is. I mean, now, ladies, I haven't had any children, so I don't want to dishonor all the pain that you went through. <laughs> Let me just get that out of the way. But yes, it is just like birthing a child. You spend, I mean, it's a year and a half's worth of life experiences going through them and then allowing God to push me into expressing the truth and not being afraid to to be honest about my process and and God walking with me through that. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I heard someone say, um, you're actually going to have to show yourself and not hide on the stage and say, look at God, isn't he wonderful? Because, you know, in worship, we're just like, let's be captivated by Jesus. Um, but as an artist who's a Christian, um, I'm essentially saying, let me tell you a story about my journey with Jesus. And so um, I'm having to talk about my testimony, actually, from a personal standpoint, not to belittle leading worship, but it's just a totally different dynamic. Um, And so um, I've grown a lot in this process, but I'm very, very glad to say that, yes, the album is out. It's incredible. Where does all of that passion come from? Tell me about your first experience with Jesus. Um, so I actually was just talking about this the other day, um, because I'm a pastor's kid. Where are my people at? Yes, all 12 of you. I see you out there. Uh, we're going to talk after this. No, I'm kidding. Um, I grew up as a pastor's daughter. I actually was the one who was, like, scared to do anything. Uh, my dad is very prophetic, and I just knew if I tried anything, he was going to have a dream about it. And... <laughs> We're a word from the Lord, you know. Um, and so some of my other siblings were more bold than I was, and I was, like, scared. Um, but I always had this sense of knowing um, that God was there and that I wanted to connect with him or just this passion. Um, I, I struggled and teetered the line of conviction and condemnation. And so God had to correct those things. But I always kind of had this sense of, like, I really want to know who this person is. I would watch my dad's friends prophesy and pray over people. And, and whether or not they were men or women, I just, God placed this dream in me and this hunger. And I just knew I can do that as a kid and God can use me like that too. And, um, so, I mean, and then you become a grown up and you find God in so many different ways, right? Because you walk through things kind of like what pastor rich was talking about. You don't even know there's an opportunity to know him in a greater way until you walk through something, (laughs) you know? And so um, I think my passion just comes from being intentional about involving God and leaning on God in my lowest moments and saying, I'm going to let you help me work this out because you saw it before. You saw this storm before I walked into it and you know how it ends. 
So the storm of the last two years, yeah. I think we've all been affected by that as leaders, as pastors, as moms, as dads, as children. Tell me how it's affected you and how your worship has deepened because this is one of the things that I honor and love about you is that you are, you're a single woman, single black woman in ministry. And your voice is so powerful, not just your vocal, not just your vocal ability, but the power that you carry. And I think our churches and our leaders need to hear what you have to say and how has the last two years affected you and how has it matured you to the point that you've just birthed a brand new album and you're just up here singing prophetically so profoundly Mm -hmm. in such a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. Tell me how the last two years have absolutely transitioned your life or how has it transitioned your life? Yeah, how much time do we got? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Come on. Is it all right if I just get real with you guys? That's what I do. That's what I'm doing. That's what I decided I was going to do two years ago. I think these last two years have been hard um, for the church. It's been very difficult for the black community. Um, There's just been so much that we've walked through together as the body of Christ, filled with so many different cultures. And I feel like the covers were pulled back on a lot of our hearts. A lot of things were exposed, and we had to talk through things. And I think for those of us who decided, I'm going to stay in this with the Lord, things were brought to the forefront. Uh, Good things, bad things that God wanted to uproot, and then the good things, the perseverance, the honesty. And I think for me, God took me on this journey of, um, so I wrote this song. There's a song on my album called I Try. And my favorite line of the entire album is, performance won't buy you love. You can try, but it never will be enough. And it's so interesting. I was going back to my label with all these cute little pretty Christian songs, and they were like, yeah, you know, these are really great, but we'd really love for you to write something that's really genuine to where you are in your life. And I remember hitting the breaking point. And sometimes as a songwriter, you write songs that you don't know your soul is wrestling with. There are these lyrics that come out. You don't realize God has you on this journey. Maybe it's the same for pastors when you write words and, and you, got, you get your, your word together and then you get up there and preach it and you're like, I didn't know I needed this too. <laughs> you know. And so I started writing this song, I Try. And I hit a level of honesty that I didn't realize I had never hit before. So I started asking the Lord, where does this performance-based mindset come from? God, help me find the wound, not just the habit, not just the, the things that I do that are wrong. Help me find the wound where the enemy planted the seed of performance in my heart. And that was at the beginning of the pandemic. And as I began to pray into this and ask him, Lord, where did this come from? I remember I was leading worship at Transformation Church. And, uh, and I was driving the car on my way to the church because we were filming uh, virtual sets uh, so they could span it out for the next few weeks. And the Lord took me back to a moment at my church. And I have the permission to tell these stories because I've talked through it with my pastors who are wonderful, my pastors at the time. And um, I was driving and the Lord said, you struggle with, the, with performance because of what you walked through in, in your 14 years of living in Louisiana. Louisiana is a southern state. 
if you go anywhere, you're going to run into people who struggle with racism or struggle with prejudice because it's the South. That's one of the, the, the devils or principalities that likes to rear its head in the church, in the store, anywhere. And so there were moments, although my pastors who were white and wonderful and protective, there were moments where I would see people and they would say, oh, we love you. We, anything you need, this is in the church, anything you need, we've got you, your family. And then I would see them outside of the walls of the church at a restaurant and they would act like they didn't see me because it was embarrassing for them. And as a kid, I was like, man, like, do I approach the table? Should I embarrass them? And I learned to play this part. And God said to me, for 14 years, you bought love from people who were tolerating you because of your gift. And I didn't realize how deep that dagger was. And I was so afraid to tell my pastors because I didn't want to be the black member who rustled feathers. Can I be real with you today? I was afraid to tell them. And as 2020 happened and as there was so much that happened for black people, I couldn't ignore it anymore. I would be in rooms with my pastors and I'd be talking to them smiling and there would be words that I needed to say and they were dangling like wind chimes in between me and them. And they got louder and louder until the Holy Spirit said, if you really love them the way you say you do, and if you believe that they love you the way you say they love you, then you'll tell them. And I was like, man, I thought reconciliation looked like being in a corporate room with people where we talk about reconciliation and we're all able to hide our issues and not really talk to each other. And God pressed, he pressed on my heart and he said, you tell them, you tell them. And I remember calling them with shaking hands thinking, is it okay if I tell them what happened in their church? You know how it is as a parent. I'm not a parent, but I'm a child who's walked through this with my parent. When your kid comes to you and they're like, this happened to me on your watch. And I didn't want to do that to them. (laughs) You know, but we sat on the phone for about an hour and a half and we talked through and they said, you get everything off your chest until you're done. And they chose to hear me out instead of feeling honored in the moment. They knew I honored them in my heart. I was very honorable about the way that I said it, but they weren't defensive. They said, you tell me, and we're staying on the phone until we're done with this. And when you asked me in the back if I would share my experience, I felt the Holy Spirit say, you have to share this because this is a room full of leaders. And my pastors uh, uh, were a part of a moment of divine reconciliation for me. And I didn't know how far away I was from them until I shared my stories and closed the gap. And all of a sudden, these people who I'd been calling my family for years, I felt like they were my family. I knew they were my family because we talked about it. And I'm just, I know I'm speaking to a room full of leaders. And I got to say, reconciliation looks like one another sharing saying, I walked through this, this hurt me, and I know you didn't do it, but I need you to share compassion, share the burden with me, walk with me, hear me. And I just, I know that's a lot, but I just was like, I'm going to share this story. Amen. Amen. Because if we're going to get on the other side of this thing and still look like the church, we got to be able to do that.
We got to be, they will know we are Christians by our love. We got to be able to have hard conversations. We got to be able to say, hey, you offended me when you did this, but I want to forgive you. I want you to hear my heart because I want you in my life. I'm not leaving when we're done with this conversation. I'm staying here. As an artist, it's easy for me to make excuses for my offense and say it's just genius. It's just artistry. But I'm not going to do that because I'm a Christian and I have to be kingdom-minded. So I got to talk to people. <laughs> so now I have real friends in my life of all different cultures. And I'm like, hey, if we can't just talk about things that are on my heart, that are on your heart, then, you know, I mean, I don't say this to them, but, but I, know who my, I know who my friends are. I know who the people are that will fight for me. And I refuse to be offended. Yes, I will have righteous anger for unjust things, but I refuse to be offended because God's called me to an industry and I cannot release offense onto the people who are gonna be listening to my music. Amen. Um, so I wanted to share that. And I'm so glad that you gave me, that, that you were obedient, gave me the space to share that in this room. I didn't wanna be insensitive and no. I didn't wanna say it the wrong way, but I feel like so many of us need to hear. So many of us need to listen. So many of us need to shut our mouths and sit and have conversations and be provoked to think deeper and to change who we've been and potentially uh, remove the blind spots that have been just there for as long as we have been alive. Yeah. Thank you for sharing and thank you for the depth of that and thank you for the transparency and being willing to speak to us. I'm so grateful for that, so grateful for you, and so grateful for what God is doing in your life, Doe. You are a tremendous gift to the kingdom of God, to the body of Christ, and we stand humbled and honored, but we also wanna pray for you, that the protection and that the grace of God will continue just to cover you in all things. In fact, I wanna do that in this moment. Would you stretch your hands this way? Instead of her praying for us, I just want us, because we've received from her, we've received deeply from her, from the wellspring that's deep with in her and I want us just to stretch our hands towards Doe and just pray a covering of protection over her father in Jesus name thank you for this amazing gift thank you for the heart thank you for the passion thank you for this incredible woman of God thank you for where you've taken her from and where you're taking her to and Jesus we just thank you for the angels wings that are surrounding her every place she goes every every place her footsteps God we thank you Jesus that you protect you 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 protect her mind you protect her spirit and God that you would continue to give her prophetic songs that shift atmospheres and change things in this world God thank you for the depth of her heart and thank you for the keen insight that she has into the spirit realm and thank you for the bravery that she walks in in every part of her life God I thank you that there will be no lack as she walks in seasons God but that there will be an abundance in every way spiritually emotionally emotionally, physically, financially, God, that you would open doors that no man can shut because you have placed your hand on her from before the foundations of the world. When she was in her mother's womb, God, you set her apart. You set this generational family apart, God, to minister and to breathe into kingdom life. So God, we thank you for Doe and we thank you for the gift of God upon her life. And we thank you that there is a protection that that is surrounding her all the days of her life and we cannot wait 
to see all that you have for this beautiful daughter of God. We stand amazed, we stand humbled, and we say, go girl, go. In the name of Jesus, this beautiful Rise Conference said, amen and amen. Come on, would you stand to your feet and celebrate the gift of God? Thank you so much for sharing with us.